You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Happy Mother's Day. We hope that you enjoyed that little special tribute to moms at ECC. I can't think of a better person, and I know, I know I'm a little biased, but I can't think of a better person on Mother's Day to speak to the heart of a mom, to speak to every woman and to each and every one of us than my beautiful, amazing <laughs> wife and best friend of over 16 years. Yep. Uh, she is a mom of two young little whippersnappers, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she works full-time as well. I don't know how you juggle that. You are quite amazing. But I am so grateful that you're joining me uh, today. And uh, I tell everyone she's my better half. And uh, for those of you who are part of this ECC family, you may not know this. She's usually in, uh, in behind the scenes. And, uh, but... Honestly, the biggest support and the biggest behind the scenes uh, love and strength really comes from this gal right here. And so I'm very grateful that she gets to share this uh, with us all today. So Lauren, um, one thing I admire most about you is um, your steadfast way and even being even keel of how you go about your daily life moment by moment, so positive. Last week we talked about cup half full or half empty, and you are definitely half full. You always are looking uh, for the best in others, and um, uh, I'm so amazed by that. But I know that life has been a journey for you. you you've, it's taken time for you to get there. So what would you attribute um, as the primary factor in getting you to a place of living life this way? Well, I have always wanted to be more steadfast, uh, more grounded, but a few years ago I made a conscious choice um, to restructure a few things, um, to start asking God, what is it that you want me to pray for? What is it that uh, you want me to live out? How do I do this journey with you and make it more authentic, more real? Um, kind of my lifelong, I guess, desire is to know truth. Like, if we don't know truth, then what are we doing? You know, what is the point in all of this? And um, so I started just asking more questions, seeking God more, um, finding more time to be with him. And, and um, he has given me just overwhelming peace as I've been able to grow more with him. You know, I, in the years that I've known you, um, I think the biggest thing that you value most is true relationship, special relationship. You don't need relationships with 20-some people and as many as you can get. You want those very special, very sacred, very true and loyal relationships. And I've seen that take root um, in the last decade in your life uh, through your life of prayer. You take your relationship with the Father absolutely serious. Yeah. 
And so today, we are talking about uh, shifting our prayer lives, the way we perceive prayer, the way we go about prayer, the way we pray, um, from passive prayer to purposeful prayer. Let me say that again. We wanna shift our prayer lives from something that's passive, generic, and something that is purposeful, genuine. And uh, before we go even further into what that purposeful prayer life looks like, I want to identify what passive prayer is because I think it's important to identify those things in our lives that are passive because passive things, they're, they're not fruitful. They're not effective. And you kind of, when you are in a passive uh, pattern of life, you stay where you're at. When you're purposeful, you go somewhere. And so um, passive things, um, I think with prayer, and one thing I'd like to do today is obliterate the definitions that we have grown up uh, on as far as prayer is something that makes you a Christian or the amount of prayer determines how close you are to God. Or, and I'm not saying any of this is wrong necessarily, but there's this religious this, this religious rope that likes to tie itself around us by telling us that prayer is something we have to do. That there has to be a, a formula for it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or, or something we do. I think prayer is about who we are mm. and whose we are. And passive prayer um, really is about religious activity. It's... I must do this to be right with God. Is that you? You can comment right now on the Facebook Live stream. Uh, what are some maybe negative or destructive um, things that you've learned about prayer? Is it, is it something that really makes you feel like you are right with God if you pray more? Um, I'm thinking from generic um, to genuine, or is it our first thing we run after, or is prayer our last resort? I think of prayer as conversation. Passive prayer would be like us just talking about um, the weather or what sports team is doing well, and just the minutia of life that really doesn't matter and it doesn't have depth to a relationship. Purposeful prayer has depth because of who you know and who you're in partnership with. Um, do you mind sharing just a little bit about, like you've made, you've made your mornings in your car as a sacred place uh, for God? Yeah, you know, I used to kind of feel like I needed to carve out a certain amount of time and sit down and... Um, that my prayers had to look a certain way or sound a certain way. Um, and, and it really wasn't all that realistic for me as far as, you know, I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I take care of the kids, and then by the time they go to bed, if I sit down, I fall asleep. So <laughs> my prayer life was really suffering for a while there. Uh, just it wasn't very practical. And and um, 
I kind of decided to throw all of that out the window and say, okay, what, what can I do? God, would you kind of restructure this for me so that, that we can actually have some time together? And uh, the answer was to pray while I'm driving to work, to give up listening to the radio and uh, just spend that time in prayer. And it was kind of jarring at first um, because it, it, it really shook up what I was used to and comfortable with. Um, but now I look forward to it every day. Um, and, and part of that it has been seeing the answer to prayer. And it's funny, the first few times that I clearly understood that God was answering something that I had prayed for during that time, like, I was shocked. It, you know, and it... <laughs> There was no reason to be, but I I was. And it was evident answers to your prayer. Evident answers. And, um, you know, God over this time has been speaking to me about um, partnering with him as far as, as, okay, God, I'm in the car. I'm here with you. We have this time. Take my mind, take my will, my emotions, all of these things, all of the self that wants to be in the way. I can't remove that on my own, and I need your help. Um, and he, you know, if, if we ask anything according to his will, like I know his will is to commune with his people, with me, and he answers that. He will lift that. He, That's powerful. He, he will draw you into yeah. communion with him. And I've, I've seen your life and our family's life change because of that. Yeah. Um, and it makes me want to continue to pursue that prayer life as well. But let me just say something. Uh, Some of you are right now saying, well, uh, some of you moms, well, I don't have that. I don't have that. I want that. Lauren's got that, and I want that. Let me say something. I have spent probably uh, 30 years of my life beating myself up that I was not good enough, that I wasn't praying enough. I wasn't reading the Word of God enough, and I would beat myself so much. I mean, you remember uh, nights, I just, I didn't do this right, or I didn't do this, and man, I really should have taken uh, that time that I watched a movie, and I really should have been praying. And you know what? God has really convicted me that he has wired each person differently for communion with him. How cool is that? He's wired each of us uniquely. What works for Lauren and how you commune with the Father looks very different than how I commune with the Father. And just like our kids, the way that Joseph communes with us is very different (laughs) than the way Emery uh, communes with us. Joseph uses words, uses words. Emery uses, (laughs) and that's just the way it is right now. But for me, I commune with the Father with purpose and prayer, not necessarily with my eyes bowed uh, close. Hopefully you don't close your eyes in the car during (laughs) prayer, but your hands folded and on the knees and going through all these different prayers. For me, it's really God is with me. And so I commune with him in the way that I express myself to you and to everyone else. And so in this shift series, we wanna be very clear. We wanna shift our prayer life from something that is passive, rigid, religious, to something that is real, something that is raw, something that is purposeful and meaningful and personal, and when that happens, it is powerful. But let me say this, prayer that is purposeful is prayer that is saturated with our deep, need 
of God. Our deep need for God is what should draw us in communion with him every moment of every day. I want to read a passage from 2 Peter. And um, actually, Lauren, would you mind reading this? Um, we're gonna read from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. I think that kind of goes along with something that you just said, the way that we relate is all different to our Father, but it's about communing. It's about connecting in, in the way that he created us to be, in the design that he made us. Mm -hmm. When God made you, he didn't make a mistake. No matter where you are, no matter what you've been through, it's not a mistake. He created you to commune with him, and he loves you. He loves you. He wants you to yeah. commune with him in in all of the fullness that he created in you. Yeah, and uh, you know, when, when our kids recognize their deep need for mommy and daddy, there is no greater joy for a parent. And our great need, why did we read this passage in Second Peter? It's because his divine power has given us everything we need for life. We need his divine power for life. We cannot live a single moment following Christ, honoring Christ, and pursuing the design that he has for us without him. Right. We need him. So prayer is all about us understanding our need for him. The purpose is for us to partner with him. There's two purposes. One, to partner with God and what he's doing. And number two is to look more and more like him through transformation that comes from his divine spirit, which we need. Yeah, I think to your point, um, something that struck me this week was in John 5, 19, uh, where Christ is talking about, apart from the Father, I can do nothing. Hmm. And can you imagine the Son of God, who is God, saying, apart from God, I can do nothing. And then we look at ourselves and we think that we can do this life without him. Wow. Yeah, and, and you know, what's crazy about that is then in, in several chapters later, John 15, um, verse 5, Jesus says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, that's communion, that's partnership, that's relationship. That's not passive. That is purposeful and powerful. I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So Christ is constantly depending on the Father and he is our mediator. He's, he was the sacrifice for us to bring us into relationship with the Father. And uh, we need him. Yeah. In everything. So the thing that draws us into prayer with purpose is our need for the Father. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need us. He wants us. He loves us. I don't need anything from my kids right now. I don't. 
but I want them to understand their need for me. And then I develop a loving relationship that is a give and take, but it's purposeful. Um, man, that's powerful. And so prayer is all about understanding our need for God, but then it goes into a purpose of communing and participating and joining God in what he's doing. Partnering with him. Partnering yeah. with him as we are transformed from one step mm -hmm. to the next, one moment to the next. And I would like to transition to our last point, which is walking it out. We want to encourage you to really start to address prayer for what it is. It's communion with the Father because of our need with him, but it's really partnering and living life with the Father. I can't imagine, Lauren, our lives and our marriage thriving if we addressed each other in our relationship like many of us do in prayer. Well, if I did that the way that I used to pray, I'd be handing you your to-do list. Yeah, I, that would <laughs> probably not go over well. And you know what I would be doing is this. And that usually yeah, doesn't that. go <laughs> over well at all. And I think that's really important to know that mar marriage and relationship is about a partnership. We don't have to be talking. Prayer is not all about talking. Prayer is about listening. Yeah. Being present. Asking God, like, have you ever tried asking God, what do you want me to pray for today? Whew. It's kind of like sometimes you'll say, what do you need right now? Yep, what do you need right now? What do now? you need right now? Or how can I serve you? How can I, how can you? I bless you? Um, Lauren will come home sometimes stressed from work. Imagine that. And hopefully I can recognize that and say, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we text each other back and forth just thinking of you, love you, hope you're having a good day. It's those moments where I believe that can be transitioned into our prayer life as praying without ceasing. Are you inviting God into every moment of your day? Could you just talk a little bit about experience and what God has been teaching you about experience? Well, specifically this week, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. We, all, we hear a lot, you know, if, if you're going to speak, you're going to do something for the Lord, you're going to... Um, participate in an activity that honors God, that Satan's going to attack you more. And um, this week I felt a lot of pressure. There was an insecurity that came out that uh, hasn't popped up that hard in, in mm -mm. a long time. Um, my emotions were off and I was, thanks for dealing with me this week. You've yeah. been great. <laughs> yeah. um, but God was so faithful as, as I was driving to work, having my time, um, he spoke to me, you know, that gentle voice, that kind of nudge that you're like, okay, so I guess I'm listening, you know? And, yeah. and he said, Lauren, you got to realize it's not that Satan is attacking you more. It's that I have a purpose in this and I'm showing you what I'm always protecting you from. Yeah. He's always attacking. He's always attacking. He's always probably. I mean, big, little, an attack yeah. is an attack, right? Yeah. So... He was, God was opening my eyes to see, I cover you from this, 
from day to day to day. Mm. I am always fighting on your behalf. I am that layer that, you know, I, I don't always open it up because you couldn't handle it. Right. But I wanted you to understand my heart. And my heart is that I love you. I'm here for you. I got your back. And mm. uh, no matter what you're feeling, the truth is that I'm here on your behalf. Yeah. And, you know, I, maybe it's just me, but I think um, you may be able to relate. Um, a lot of mornings I struggle with discouragement. Some mornings this week I just woke up sad. Mm. And just I, it was really difficult to shake that off and start to speak truth and declare what God says about me. But it's through our time of prayer in the morning and, and when we connected over the phone, we started to speak truth to each other. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we come to God in prayer, just I need you. I can't do this without you. That's exactly where we need to be. I feel like walking it out. If you don't, you, you said this, I'm going to quote you. <laughs> you said, without experience, there is no depth. That's true. And so, so often we look at the circumstances and the way we feel, and we don't feel like we can enter into effective prayer because of what's going on around us. Yeah. But what is the Father trying to say to us? What do you think? Well, I kind of liken it to um, watching TV. Like, yeah. You can watch TV and be completely inspired by it, um, but your reaction is emotional. There's no depth to it. You're not living it out. I'm not actually on Survivor, you know, knocking out the competition. Um, yeah. I'm just excited that someone's winning. <laughs> well, we're not in the amazing race doing it together. We're like, we would be so awesome doing that yes. together, but we're not. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, there were many people that Jesus approached and said, follow me. Mm -hmm. And not everybody did. Some of them were inspired by God, but they didn't leave behind what they knew to walk forward and experience him. Like, just imagine you could have experienced Jesus firsthand and learned from him firsthand. And I'd like to say that I would be the one that would say, yes, I will do that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I hope that I would. And, you know, in walking this out and experiencing God in whatever situation you're going through, and I would really encourage you to start to look at the circumstances around you and the different trials and the different things that, are, are, that you're wrestling with, stop for a moment, hit time out, and do three things. Number one, ask God. Mm. Just ask God, what are you showing me? What are you speaking to me right now? Where are you moving so that I can join you? Number one is ask. Number two, listen. Listen. And listening takes time and quiet. I don't do that well. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I do listen, God is always speaking and he has something to show you. He wants you to grow more like him, but he also wants you to grow in a deeper relationship with him. And the deeper side cannot happen. The depth in that relationship cannot happen without experiencing mm -hmm. God 
in every moment. That's the good, that's the bad, that's the ugly. And think about it as, as a process. For those of you who are kind of new to all of this, um, for myself, just growing in it, you know, think about a baby plant with baby roots. If you were to dig a six foot hole and drop that baby plant in there and cover it up, I don't think it would survive. Right. You know, this is a process. Wow. We dig a hole, we plant, we let the roots go down deep um, yeah. as we continue to grow into yeah. him. So first is ask. Second is listen. And then before you react, you listen and then you respond. React is different than respond. Yeah. React is just an impulsive, uh, something happens and you react. You touch a hot stove and you pull back, okay? Response is something of after you've gathered all the information and after you've sought out truth, you are going to respond. You know, when conflict happens, some of the greatest counselors will say, give it 24 hours, even 48 hours until you respond. Because if you react in the tension and the heat of the moment, you're gonna regret what you do. Reaction but leads to regret. Regret. Reaction <laughs> leads to regret. There it is. Yes, there it is. And <laughs> and response leads to life. <laughs> life and growth experience. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sorry, we didn't have something better than that. But no ask, listen, and respond. Responding is all about walking it out. And you know, you mentioned about digging. Without depth, or without, without depth, excuse me, without experience, you cannot have depth. Right. Depth is all about digging. Some of you have never dug into the situations for truth and to dig deeper into what God is teaching you. The thing is, is when you dig holes, you get dirty. It's messy, it's, it's not pretty. But man, when you dig deep enough to hit a spring of, a, of living water, man, that's a, digging for a well is one of the hardest things to do. You have to locate it. You have to know where the source is coming from and then you have to dig so deep. But once you hit it, man, you never wanna go back. And so, what we wanna leave you with today is this week, as you are asking the Lord, taking time to ask him what he's speaking to you, what he wants you to pray, who he wants you to pray for, where he is working and where you can join him, and two, where you can listen, and three, how you walk it out. I wanna encourage you to not push away from God but to press in. Don't push away, but press in to all that God has for you. Don't push away, but press in. So, will you press in to God this week in a life of prayer by acknowledging your need for him, by partnering with him, and asking him to change you and to transform you, and then being willing to walk it out, whatever that looks like, in responding to the goodness of God and what he's doing. 
Lauren, can I ask you to close us and pray for every single mom that is watching right now? Absolutely. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you have brought us into new life. Lord, thank you for this time and this season where you're shaking us up and we don't understand everything, but you're giving us deeper insights. You're giving us um, a chance to grow and to change and to learn. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would connect in a special way with everyone listening, and especially for all of the women, the moms on Mother's Day. I pray, Lord, that they would understand how much you love them, that they would be able to move away from focusing on distractions and insecurities and um, thoughts and habits that, that don't come from you and uh, be able to experience fullness and freedom that you would release the bondage, release the chains, release the self, um, mm-hmm. any sort of oppression, any sort of fear and doubt, uh, bitterness. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill that spot with peace, with love, that we would understand the depth of your mercy, mm-hmm. the depth of your faithfulness, that you are an unfailing and loving Father. Mm. And we thank you, Lord, for each and every one of these moms and the impact they have today and through the generations that what we do today makes a difference and that they are so special and so loved. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.